Good afternoon and welcome to Chargers Outside Zone. I'm Chuck. I'm Thomas. And, and today, today we'll be talking about the Broncos. So this will be our early look at the 2022 Denver Broncos uh, as we're in OTAs and before mandatory minicamp. How does their current 90-man roster set up? Yes. But first... There was a big uh, drop this week on uh, June 1st. Yes. The Madden 23 cover was released or announced. I, I know it's not football news technically, but we're covering it because we like it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it was the only option for Agreed. Them. With uh, the passing of John Madden uh, here recently... Very fitting that on the 34th anniversary of the original Madden cover being revealed, that they went ahead and revealed Madden 23, uh, an updated uh, version of that original um, Madden cover, Cover. uh, paying respect to uh, the guy whose name is on it. Looks great. Uh, The game looks great. Yes. As always. It just matters the gameplay and yeah we'll see how how it's uh received by the madden community um yeah so uh that and, was pretty exciting this and week you had an idea about a mode well yeah i played that original madden game uh on the sega genesis and uh it was quite interesting to play uh you know it was a very uh, modern version back then uh, compared to Tecmo Bowl, I know Tecmo Bowl had a lot of fans, especially people who like playing with Bo Jackson. Um, but yeah, this really got the passing game into video games. Uh, so I would kind of like to see that that original Madden as a game mode uh, with the updated players. So that was my idea. Yes. Who knows if that will ever happen they probably tell me to just to go buy a joystick that has the original one loaded on it and have yeah. a have a good day. Yes. Yeah. So, but now we'll get into uh, our early look at the Denver Broncos. Uh, but first, this is a father-son hobby. We are not experts, and we do our best to stay away from hot takes. Which we have done really well in. Yep. And with that, we'll jump right in. Uh, you know, shortly after... The, the 2021 Denver Broncos season ended. Uh, Vic Fangio was... Uh, Let go. Yeah, he was uh, fired by the Denver Broncos. And so they went ahead and brought in a new regime. Yes. Uh, so this is the second team in the, in the AFC West in that division uh, to... Get a new head coach. To have a first-year head coach. Should set up well for the Chiefs and for the Chargers. Uh, to be playing against those first-year... Two different situations. Though. Yeah, a little bit different situation. Um, this team decided to move on from Vic Fangio. Um, interesting, they decided to hire Nathaniel Hackett, uh, who was serving as the offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. This isn't the same kind of duo that the Raiders brought in, because remember we talked about... Them yes. giving the Patriots way ago. Um, yes. These are two two individuals from from separate backgrounds. Um, will they mesh well? Yeah, will they mesh well? Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, a product of the Doug Marone tree, if you will, 
was with Doug Marone at Syracuse, followed him to Buffalo, on to Jacksonville, but then in 2019 went to Green Bay uh, to be their offensive coordinator uh, under Matt LaFleur and to, to coach with um, you know Aaron Rodgers as, as his quarterback. Yes. I think Matt LaFleur was the one that was calling the play, so this may be a similar situation to uh, Mike McDaniel in Miami where – you know, this is his first year as the head coach. Is he going to call plays? Will he leave it to his offensive coordinator? Um, you know, Nathaniel Hackett, I don't think, uh, was calling the offense last year. I think that was Matt LaFleur. So his first year calling off calling offensive plays, um, if he decides to do that or if he turns that over to his offensive coordinator. He was uh, the one that put the game plan together though right similar similar situation yeah uh put the game plan together do the install and then on on game day it you know it, it was matt lafleur and let's see if he holds on or if he as the head coach decides to to be the play caller or turns that over to the offensive coordinator yes um george payton he started out as a chicago bear scout um in the 90s i believe he eventually moved on to the Miami Dolphins for six years, was there when Nick Saban was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. So kind of Alabama ties. Uh, to, yeah, so I'm Mo- sure he has a relationship with Nick Saban and, and obviously with Alabama and all the talent that goes through there. Uh, he'll be able to reach out to Nick and like every other general manager and head coach, I'm sure Nick will – We'll uh, share his thoughts on on the players uh, entering the draft. In upcoming years or things like that. Um, After the Dolphins, he moved on to Minnesota where he's, you know, a couple different positions here and there. But, you know, as part of that Zimmer, Rick Spielman um, regime in Minnesota, uh, obviously as they were let go, at the end of the 2021 season, he uh, was he was available, available, <laughs> yes, and uh, and was able to then you know bring his talents. Well, the one thing about George Payton taking over as general manager, and the one thing I don't fully understand, you know, John Elway is still in the in the building. Um, yes, I think he's not as involved as he was a couple draft classes ago. And um, new ownership as well. Yeah, and we're looking at new ownership. So um, these guys have uh, a lot of off-field organizational issues to manage, uh, you, you know, throughout uh, the, 20, their, 20. the start of their tenure, if you will. Yes. But uh, interesting that, that they weren't necessarily paired up um, at their previous location like uh, a Brian Dable and Joe Shane uh, with the Giants, or a, or a Dave Ziegler and um, and Josh McDaniels for the Raiders. Yes. Uh, so these are these are two individuals coming from different teams uh, two and establishing a new regime. Yeah. Uh, but you know they got busy right away, right? Yes. And uh, pulled off one of the blockbuster trades in the offseason. Um, you know, lots of rumors if Russell Wilson was happy in Seattle, if, if Pete Carroll still wanted Russell Wilson. Um, and, uh, and so the answer to that question was no, Pete Carroll did not want want Russell Wilson. 
or or was interested in a Drew Lock, um, and this deal was put together. Uh, no, it looks one-sided. Yeah, when you look at all the different things uh, or, or the different assets moving from one team to the other, the the Seahawks received Drew, quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, who was a first rounder in uh, you know four years ago, uh, that pick twenty that the Steelers traded with Denver. Um, you know, uh, Noah Fant came in, uh, so he's entering his fourth year in the league. Uh, Defensive end Shelby Harris, uh, so that um, you know lots of snaps from Shelby Harris for the Denver Broncos, uh, so that'll be somebody they need to work on replacing. And then you also have the 2022 first round, 2023 first round, 2022 second, 2023 second, and a 2022 fifth uh, in exchange for one quarterback. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Let Russ cook. Yeah, Mr. Unlimited. He um, obviously is a winner of a Super Bowl uh, and and the loser of a Super Bowl. Uh, on the famous uh, Marshawn Lynch non-running play, uh, you know, interception, Malcolm Butler in the end zone. Uh, so. Yes. And then uh, the... The Broncos also went ahead and received a 2022 fourth round uh, in this, you know, in this year's draft. Like you said, it looks one-sided, uh, but it all comes down to how Russ cooks, right? Yes. So, so that was their their big statement. Um, one of the things that I think enabled them to come in after the season, you know, this, you know, in a season where Von Miller is traded. The previous regime was able to get a second and a third round draft pick from the Rams in exchange for Von Miller. Um, so I think that allowed to get for, for Denver to give up so many assets because they had that second round and that third round from the Rams. Well, and, uh, the Rams had a different mindset. Yeah, the, the Rams obviously look at team building differently than – a lot of other teams, yes. if you will, um, but I, I think I think that previous regime, whoever made that decision on the Von Miller trade, um, you, you know, enabled this regime to make this kind of move. Yes, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, but um, they, the Rams, had a totally different. Understood. Mindset. Yep. Um, and then their offseason moves listed here. Uh, acquiring Russell Wilson, signing Billy Turner uh, from the Packers, following you know Nathaniel Hackett from the Packers. They signed three players from the 49ers, defensive tackle DJ Jones, cornerback Kwan Williams, uh, right tackle Tom Compton. They signed quarterback Josh Johnson from the Ravens. The other big free agency signing was uh, getting Randy Gregory uh, from the Cowboys. Uh, there was a little bit of drama on the Jerry Jones side, as um, as Jerry thought he had Randy uh, under contract, but and then Randy decided to head to Denver. Uh, press the tweet tweet button a little too quickly. Yeah, a little 
little too quickly. Another Ravens player in tight end Eric Tomlinson, an Eagles linebacker in Alex Singleton, um, and then you see some uh, secondary along with a punter. The players that have left the team, Teddy Bridgewater, obviously with Russell Wilson, um, you know, no re-signing there. Teddy went to Miami. Uh, trade, you know, the trades listed in there that we covered. I think with Vic Fangio leaving um, and Bryce Callahan being a, a, a free agent, you know, there was little, probably not a lot of interest on the Broncos side. So Bryce Callahan obviously coming to the Chargers, uh, just a great fit for him um, as as his time in uh, in Denver came to an end there. Came to, um, but not in the division. Yeah, and then they released is, Deshaun Hamilton, wide receiver, who I believe is now with the Falcons. Um, but not a not a lot of players of note. I think Kenny Young was maybe a a one year rental there. Uh, so that was a lot of the free agency, um, y- you know, comings and goings, Mo- if you will. Moves. Yep. Uh, this is their draft. And uh, when you when you think about acquiring Russell Wilson, you know, sending off your first and second round pick, uh, and, and I think there was one other fifth rounder, um, this is quite an interesting draft haul for this team. Yes. I don't know exactly how many of these players um, are going to make a 2022 impact on the field, um, but a lot of these players you could see in year two, three, and four of their career. Um, he, making an impact. Yeah, definitely making an impact. So they, you know, with that Rams pick at the end of the second round. Uh, they go out and get Edge Nick Benito, uh, so long time, long term answer to you know Von Miller or replacing a Bradley Chubb. A lot of edge depth. Yeah, and bringing in edge depth for this year and for him to learn under a Randy Gregory and a and a Bradley Chubb, and uh, so it'll be good, um, I think there. Um, and then they started to move around a lot in the draft. It seemed. Uh, at pick 80, they went ahead and took tight end Greg Dulcich. A lot of um, uh, buzz, if you will, about Greg Dulcich being maybe tight end number one in this in this class. Um, I don't think he went tight end one, but um, I think lots of... Uh, uh, lots of uh, talk. Yeah, lots of talk of him. A lot of dra- uh, draft um, Twitter thinking that uh, he would be a great receiving tight end in the league. Lots of draft uh, hype. Yep. Um, at pick 115, Damari Mathis. Uh, I think he uh, put up a great 40 time in Indianapolis and, and caught a lot of people's attention. Not a name that was talked a lot about before that 40 time, um, but an athlete, and uh, we'll, we'll see how he uh, gets in the mix. Um, pick 116 and pick 206, uh, they took uh, uh, edge or defensive end Awuzurike out of Iowa State. Um, interesting, uh, you know, Dom Capers is a, is a consultant for the Denver Broncos now, a, you know, one-time Pittsburgh Steeler, 3-4 defensive guy. Um, this is uh, 
a player that fits that defensive end for a 3-4. Um, and then Matt so Henningsen is also in that, that similar mold. And uh, So I have a question. Yeah. Do you think that they're going 3-4 defense? I, I mean, you have Dom Capers around for a reason. A reason. And, uh, y- you know, your base, de- you know, their base defense – um, yeah, they'll they'll look at three four as their base, and uh, you know, and then spend most of their time in sub package packages like everybody else, right? Yes. Um, a safety and a wide receiver, I'm not overly familiar with. Uh, a center bringing in a you know a center backup in Luke Wattenberg. Um, I'm sorry that the safety at 152 was uh, Delarin Turner Yell. And at pick 162 was wide receiver Montreal Washington. Center Luke Wattenberg at 171. Matt Henningsen, uh, defensive end at 206. And at 232, their draft ended with cornerback Fayon Hicks. Um, but It's a lot of depth pieces. Yeah, and a, and a, lot, of, a lot of names at the top of that list. Um, that, that, that could have start... A, uh, I wouldn't but say year one starters, but won't start year one. But definitely in the mix to uh, make this team better in in years two, three, and four for sure. And compete for starting jobs. Yeah, um, and I think if I haven't clearly stated it before, um, during the draft, uh, the Broncos were not. Uh, scared to move back, move back, move up. And apparently they didn't see anybody on the board that, you you know, they, they felt was the value they needed at that point. Um, so they would trade back. And then, uh, as they were trading back, if there was somebody on the board that they wanted, they would, they would, they would spend some of that draft capital that they were acquiring and, and go back up and, and, uh, and, and take those players that they targeted. So, um, you can really see that they target a certain type of player, very aggressive, and draft. Uh, and that they they go after them. So interesting to see if that carries on into, you know, year their their second draft uh, next year, um, and see how this uh, staff continues continues to move along. Yes. Let's see, as we uh, then. You know, we're through the free agency period, uh, through the draft, the draft. Uh, OTAs have started, uh, we're, they have their 90-man roster assembled, um, and, and this is the offensive side of the ball. And so you have, at quarterback, you have Russell Wilson, uh, Josh Johnson, and Brett Ripien. Um, one of the things we talked about is, you know, three quarterbacks versus four quarterbacks. Yes. Um, and our thought on that was related to, to reps. Yes. And, uh, uh it's kind of weird not saying the fourth. Yeah. But, um, you know, maybe shortening that quarterback line as you install a Nathaniel Hackett offense. Um, and for Russell Wilson and Josh Johnson to get more of those reps and and not just have a fourth arm in the uh, but I have a camp. question. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, did um, 
The Chargers do three quarterbacks. Right now, there's four quarterbacks on the roster. And the first year? Um, I don't... So, the three quarterbacks, three of the four quarterbacks were on the roster last year. I don't know if they carried a fourth uh, through camp or if one spent time on the practice squad. Okay. Uh, we'll have to we have to go back and research that. Um, but, so... So, um, running with three quarterbacks, uh, Russell Wilson's your obvious starter there at running back. Uh, Javante Williams had a, had a good, uh, rookie season. Uh, I think a lot of people are, are thinking Javante, uh, will be your starter, will be your starter and, um, and are looking for him to do, you know, some good things in, in Denver. Um, Somebody that the Chargers are familiar with is RB2 right now, it seems, and Melvin Gordon. Uh, I think he was brought back on a, you know, he re-signed a, a free agency deal with the Broncos. Um, and I think he'll he'll split split time with Javante a little bit, um, but probably be RB2 and, and uh, you know, it'll be probably good when he's on the field uh, that you, you know who you have in a Melvin Gordon. Uh, and three other running backs that I'm not overly familiar with. Uh, we'll see how their running back room comes together uh, yes. as they move through uh, mandatory mini camp and into training camp. Um, one fullback, he's carrying a number 83, so he might be more tight end than, than traditional fullback. At tight end, currently six on the roster. So you have Albert O, uh, Eric Saubert, you, they drafted Greg Dulcich out of UCLA, signed Eric Tomlinson from the Ravens, um, and then Dylan Parham and Rodney Williams. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how many they carry uh, into the season. Um, I don't think you can get a Dulcich to the practice squad. Um, somebody might snag him uh, and, and put on their roster. So um, interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, so you think he already has a spot? Yeah, that's why I have him to the left there, and and you got to reserve one of those fifty-three man roster spots for him, along with a lot of the rookies, right? That are drafted. Yes, you you, you spent draft capital. Um, wide receiver. Uh, they have a lot of wide receivers. So many that you didn't even know how to list them. Yeah, it was uh. So 13 in total, um, you have Cortland Sutlin, Tim Patrick. Both of them are on their second uh, contracts. Uh, Jerry Judy is coming up on his, uh, you know, towards the end of his rookie contract. Yes. Um, one of the, you know, topics that we thought we might have for our, our big three topics on the Denver Broncos was Jerry Judy um, and his off the field stuff, but... Uh, this week, he his um, court case uh, was dismissed. The charges yeah, were dismissed. not filed uh, and was dismissed. Don't know if that means that we'll end up seeing uh, potentially a um, yep. uh, a um, suspension from the league. Uh, if there's enough there, or if there's not, not you know. Like we said, we're not experts. We have no idea 
We have um, absolutely and, uh, none. <laughs> and so we'll see. Uh, we are not lawyers. We are not judges yeah. as well. Um, but it, so it seems like Jerry Judy will be there for most of the season. Uh, KJ Hamler, uh, Travis Fulgham, who got some run with the Eagles. Uh, Kendall Hinton, Hinton uh, who was the break glass in case of emergency in that famous Denver Saints. Uh, Dick Kendall Hinton versus Tyson Hill. Uh, Tyson. Yeah, US, USFL matchup there. Type game. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have the, the draft pick, Montreal, Washington, uh, and then a laundry list of other players. I'm not going to pretend like I know who these who a lot of these guys are, but um, I think we'll see Montet how that shakes out. And whether Washington was a backup plan for well, he's um, Judy. he's out of Sanford. He's out of a small school, so Judy. You you gotta you gotta see what you have first before you can pencil them in uh, on the roster, but. I mean, it could be a case of where they decide to carry six wide receivers, yeah. maybe. There's probably room for that. Uh, no real line of sight uh, on who the returner is. I'm sure some locked-on Broncos or, or uh, other Broncos podcasts would, would fully understand that. But um, just looking at the roster from the Chargers' perspective, hard to tell at this point. Uh, offensive line? Um if you go to PFF uh, and look at you know how they project the, the the depth, you have Garrett Bowles at left tackle, Dalton Reisner at left guard, Lloyd Cushenberry at center, right guard is Graham Glasgow, and uh, their new signee Billy Turner uh, at right tackle. Um, this is one of those cases where. Uh, when Nathaniel Hackett came in, Mike Munchak was the offensive line coach, can traditionally considered uh, one, of, one the best, of the best, you know, top three, top, you know, uh, however, two maybe um, offensive line coaches in in the recent uh, NFL era, and Nathaniel Hackett decided to uh, to to not retain Mike Munchak. A little surprising, um, but yeah, yes. so. Uh, at least a lot of these players got to uh, work with Mike Munchak, if you will. And uh, we'll see how they progress uh, now that there's somebody new in the building. Um, Luke Wattenberg is on here as a backup center who was drafted. We'll see if he makes that roster. Um, Quinn Minerts was a draft darling in 2021. He can play center. He can play guard. He got some run last year when... I think there was some injuries, so he has some experience getting into his second year. He should take some steps forward. Uh, Tom Compton is that signee from uh, um, uh, the 49ers. The 49ers. And then a, a laundry list uh, that, that I'm not overly familiar with here, uh, but we'll, we'll see how. They're currently carrying 16 on the roster, and we'll see how that shakes out. So then moving on to the defensive side of the ball, um, the defensive line, uh, you brought in DJ Jones once again uh, from uh, the 49ers. Yes. Uh, Mike Purcell, Draymond Jones, that's who, uh, those are the three um, people, linemen 
that PFF had uh, starting in a in a base three four defense. You have your draft picks: Awuzurike, Henningsen, um, and then Deshaun Williams, Marquise Spencer, Jonathan Harris, McTelvin, Agum, Agum. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see any names that jump off the the screen there. Yes, uh, I don't. How do they recover from Shelby Harris moving on? Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that defensive line plays. Uh, at defensive end or outside linebacker or edge, however you want to refer to uh, th- this group of players, this room, you have Bradley Chubb. I think he was injured part of the year last year. Um, how does he make it back onto the field and how does he – he play when he's on the field. Uh, you bringing in Randy Gregory uh, opposite Bradley Chubb. And then Jonathan Cooper uh, played a lot of snaps. And then your rookie Nick Benito. Uh, maybe some room here to keep a, a fifth, maybe. Um, or yes. maybe you get some run. If you don't keep a fifth, maybe you get some run out of a Nwuzurike or a Henningsen, uh, potentially. Who knows? But uh, they have a lot of work to do on that defensive line, outside linebacker. Uh, how are they going to stop the run, and how are they going to get after the quarterback? Yes, a lot of options there. <laughs> uh, at linebacker, uh, seems like maybe Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton. Uh, you do have last year's draft pick, Barron Browning, who um, is an incredible athlete. Uh, let's see how, how he you know, transitions from last year's defense in his second year to this year's defense. Uh, Jonas Griffith and uh, and a, four other names there, Justin Sternod, Kanai, Kanai Malga, Gaddafi Wright, and Barrington Wade. Um, names that don't really jump off the page. Yeah, I think, I think uh, they need Alex Singleton and Baron Browning. Uh, to really step up. Um, I think Josie Jewell's a, a good linebacker. I imagine if I remember correctly, he might struggle in coverage, like a lot of inside linebackers. Um, so uh, they probably need to, to make sure that they're they're playing well at that position. Uh, at cornerback, um, you know, with Patrick Sertain, uh, the second, a high draft pick in 2021. He's back, you know, he's back in his second year. How does he improve? Uh, Ronald Darby is still there. Uh, K1 Williams was brought in from the 49ers. Uh, and then you have Damari Mathis, uh, their draft pick out of pit. And then once again, uh, a, a long list of uh, corners. And, um, it's safeties, obviously. Free safety, Justin Simmons, one of the best uh, in the league. Uh, they re-signed Kareem Jackson for strong safety. Brought in J.R. Reed. For um, what? For safety. Safety, but Caden. strong or? Well, I, um, I'm not familiar, overly familiar with his game. Um, you, you know, you one of these guys is going to be a backup for it free and have more single high tendency and, and others are going to be more box safeties. Yes. Um, but I, I, I'm not overly familiar. I'm not as well. That's why I, I asked. 
in the specialist category, um, uh, they brought in uh, Corliss Waitman, I guess, to compete with Sam Martin. Let's see how that That's a uh, pans out. But Brandon McManus is back as their kicker for another year. As a punt. Uh, always Punters a great fantasy kicker. <laughs> yes. No. No, no fantasy talk? Uh, no fantasy talk. Oh, my bad. Uh, and then long snapper, uh, they retain Jacob Boban Moyer. One of the things about the defense is it's in transition from a Vic Fangio defense to a Dom Capers style 3-4 defense. Um, how how does that transition go? That that could have been one of our three questions. I, it now, wasn't, but... Now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah... Um, how do we, uh, how, how, you know, how does this defense uh, come together quickly um, and, and potentially, you know, not be an issue early in the season? Um, they're going to really have to play well in the secondary, uh, you know, and, and they're going to have to find their way at line, you know, at inside linebacker, just like every other team. But, I think this uh, this is going to be an uphill climb for them. I don't know how steep the slope of that of that hill is going to be. Yes. Um, but they got a lot of work to do on defense. I have a thought. Okay. What if we watch the Broncos Week One? Well, I think um, and see. Yeah, we're gonna have to take a look at them. Uh, obviously as we get into the regular season, uh, the week before, you know, as we're heading into the first Denver game, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't that a Monday nighter in SoFi? Yes. Um, so as we're looking at, at, you know, the week before that game, uh, we'll watch, um, the previous week game and, and, you know, maybe one or two games of the Broncos as we prepare. So we'll definitely get a sense um, I don't know as though we'll watch them week one, uh, but but we'll try and see how they this defense comes together early in the season. Obviously, plenty of time in a season for them to be good. There's 17 games. Yeah, there's plenty of time for them to uh, be a much improved defense by the time we get to week 18 and, and that final game of the season in Denver. Yes. Um, yeah, on both sides of the football for both teams. But um, yeah, I think I think if you have the Broncos uh, early on your schedule and you have a good offense, you may be able to uh, catch them sleeping. You may be able to outscore them uh, for a win. Let's see. Yeah, not predicting it. Just uh, potentially something uh, I see there as uh, they transition. Their offense is going to be. I think their offense is going to play better earlier in the season than their defense is going to play. Uh, At least their quarterback's better. Yeah, they have that top-name quarterback. All right, so this brings us to the big three topics uh, that we've kind of hinted along the way. But um, here that the biggest thing is that new regime. Yes. Um, you, you know, we're past the George Payton portion uh, of the the off season, uh, and really into the Nathaniel Hackett. Um, if you've watched Brandon Staley talk, uh, 
in his press conferences, that year one install, everything they do being new uh, can be challenging. Uh, and I'm sure that's what Nathaniel Hackett is going through today uh, at, or, or the, at the present time. At one of the press conferences, he, uh, our head coach said uh, a thing about year one is repeating yourself over and over again. <laughs> I mean, starting with the culture, continuing with the how we execute each, you know, particular thing in practice, how do we install, how do you know, how do we, it's, it's everything is new to every player and every coach. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure they're, they are repeating themselves, spending a lot of time on that, which is a good thing for, uh, the rest of the AFC West. Yes. Um, but, uh, I will say uh, George Payton as the general manager, if if we're comparing draft classes and offseason moves between the Raiders and the Broncos, I give the edge to the Broncos. Um, y- you know, yes, the the Raiders acquired Devontae Adams, but, you know, uh, the Broncos made a similar move in acquiring a quarterback like Russell Wilson. Uh, but, but the number of moves and the way they drafted – uh, I would give the edge to the Broncos there. So it, it'll be interesting to see how he continues on as general manager um, for the, the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. Uh, the second big thing is the new quarterback. Um, we've all seen Russell Wilson play in Seattle. Um, on the turf in Seattle. And These aren't Russell Wilson numbers. Yeah, and, and, and the numbers that you're seeing on the screen, these are not traditional Russell Wilson numbers. Um, you know, maybe the touchdown to interception ratio, but obviously he had, he had a finger injury last year that kept him out of, I think, three or four games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, a so, amount of games. Yeah, so, uh, you know, traditionally that, that yardage number, I'm sure, is closer to 4,000 than it is to 3,000 for him. Um you know that that rating is is probably um, lower, lower than, than he expected. typically yeah, um, but uh, but but we've seen Russell in a Seattle offense with Pete Carroll uh, the whole time, uh, not always having the best offensive line in front of him, um, having wide receivers that can get open downfield and throwing those uh, deep passes. Uh, lofting them up in the air and, but and I think... wide receivers running under. Um, but uh, and, and him scrambling yes, a, a lot. So is this offense that's, you know, going to be that similar, like drop back, scramble, try to hit somebody deep? I don't think so. I think they're going to do a better job of pass protecting. Yes. I think he's got three wide receivers and Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, um, Jerry Judy. That will be able to get open? Yes. I have a thing to ask. Yeah. Is it usually like the NBA where you need a big three wide receivers? Well, it's always helpful and, and it's always good um, to not have the same three, you know, the same type of wide receiver in all three positions uh, to have a little bit of a mix. Yeah. Um, 
with Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton on the outside, and Jerry Judy in slot. Um, on the inside. Yeah, on the inside, then uh, you should have plenty of, of height on the outside and, and uh, you know, short area quickness and route running on the, on, in the slot and uh, on the inside. Uh, yeah. You add in then an Albert O, a Greg Dolcich at tight end with a Devante, or excuse me, my apologies, a Javante Williams and a, and a Melvin Gordon out of the backfield. And, you know, Russ has had some decent running games, but I don't think he's had this level of offensive line with this mix of wide receivers and, you know, potential running backs. So be quite interesting. The Seahawks built an offensive line after yeah, Russ. It was, it was always like an afterthought. And, and it, they tried in certain circumstances and and just always something seemed to, to get in their way. Didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, what, what a, you know, we talked about Madden, uh, the, the cover of Madden 23. Um, I think a lot of people... Uh, we're surprised by Denver acquiring Russell Wilson almost in a Madden type trade. Uh, you know, some YouTuber sitting on his YouTube channel saying, yes. "Hey, why don't I try to get Russell Wilson to the Broncos?" and and now it's like real life imitating Madden, and uh, and it should be uh, interesting. Uh, also with uh, Devonte Adams, with Devonte Adams, with Tyreek Hill, definitely a Madden off season. Um, but yeah, with Russell Wilson, um, yeah, he's in a new, new system, new town. Uh, let's see how it fits him. New scheme. Yeah. And then the third one is, uh, is once again around a outside linebacker swap. So, you know, Von Miller, uh, long career in Denver, uh, Super Bowl win, um, you know, number two pick in the draft behind, I think. Um. Oh, what Cam Newton? <laughs> I don't know. I think so. Uh, we should have probably probably that. researched that, but uh, uh, I, I remember them having similar body types and 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 speed between the two, and one playing quarterback and the other one playing uh, outside linebacker. So, but but Von Miller being a, a key piece of a Denver defense, winning a Super Bowl. Uh, and you know, last year he goes to the Rams. They get two picks in return. Uh, he wins a second Super Bowl with the Rams, and now you bring in Randy Gregory. Um, obviously, Randy. Will that be an upgrade or downgrade? Well, it's yeah. He's he's Randy's a little bit younger. Um, you know, he uh, has had some bumps in the roads, if you will. Yes. Um, so is he? Is that all in his past? Um, and does he get on the field and just wreck havoc opposite Bradley Chubb? Uh, we're gonna yes, find out. That's, um, you know his his team question. Dallas uh, seemed like they really wanted to keep him in town. Uh, so so it's not like Denver, but was was the lone uh, you know suitor for Randy. Um, the but, Cowboys wanted him back, uh, but, but he ends up with, in Denver, and because of contract language, 
Yeah, he did, apparently didn't like the contract language. So, And he had a pretty decent season last year with uh, six sacks, three forced fumbles, and an INT. Um, you know, he, he just really needs to stay on the field, uh, learn this defense, and gel with the rest of uh, the team. The team that that defensive side of the ball, they they have some. I'm sure they're going to have some early growing pains, uh, and like yes. we said, likely to be a different team late in the season. Yep. So after going through uh, the regime that's coming in, the um, offseason moves that they made, the trade uh, for Russell Wilson, their draft class, their their free agent signings, looking at their 90-man roster. Third. Third. <laughs> Just jumping straight to it. You think they're third in the AFC West? It's not... It's not as bad as, you know, previous, but there's going to be some growing pains. Yeah. Uh, Russ will need a bounce back here. Right. Because it's not like Russ was traded at the peak of his... Career, he still has plenty of years well, left at thirty-three. Not, I mean, but uh, you're right in the fact that um, he's probably not uh, peak Russell Wilson at this point, especially yeah. after that finger injury. Yes, um, he will need played. a bounce back here. Yeah, that that's basically what I'm saying. So I think third year might third third placement. In the division. In a very tough AFC West. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and also, why did they fire their... Uh, offensive line coach. Offensive line coach that seemed weird. Yeah. To me. Yeah, I'm sure Nathaniel Hackett had his reasons. Um the, the, the biggest thing is Mike Munchak wants to live in Denver uh, because his uh, daughter and family are in Denver. Um, <laughs> and uh, why wouldn't you just keep him on your staff if he's not the, the head offensive line coach? Why can't, couldn't he be a special consultant? But, oh, well. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's his decision. Uh, so, so that's the Denver Broncos. Uh, they are going to be interesting. Interesting to watch. I think they're beatable early in the season. Catch them before that defense gels. Um, and uh, and then just be prepared. You know, the Chargers need to be prepared for week 18 in Denver. Uh, I'm sure the weather is going to be an issue. Um, yeah, let's see. Let's see how Russell Wilson adjusts to playing all his home games on natural ga- natural grass uh, surface, uh, whereas in Seattle he was always on turf, and um, you know most most of uh, probably most of his away games were, uh, you know, except for San Francisco, Arizona has kind of that manicured. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does um, out in the elements, if you will, in the elements. More snow in Denver than in Seattle. Seattle's more rain. Uh, so let's just see 
how that all yes. shakes out. Anyways, that brings us to the end of uh, this episode. Our early look at the 2022 Denver Broncos. And uh, with that, uh, do us a favor, follow and like us on Twitter at LAC Outside Zone. Follow and subscribe, like, and turn on notifications here on YouTube at Chargers Outside Zone, the channel. Yes. And uh, please send us an email, chargersoutsidezone at gmail.com. Uh, it was interesting going through this roster and uh, and and putting yes. that all together for you. So thank you very much if you made it this far. Do us a favor. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for new episodes, and we'll see you later. Next will be the Chiefs. Next Saturday. What are we doing for Tuesday? Don't know yet. We'll try to figure that out between now and then. Okay. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.